was about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 13. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and joining me on this pod venture will be Tiwi. On this episode, we're tackling the biggest issue of our time. Are A-list celebrities victims of a decades-old mind control scheme? And could this be a clue into the hidden world that Hollywood doesn't want you to know about? A world controlled and populated by a sinister cabal of cannibal elite that seeks to devour our children. We'll get into that during our feature segment. Plus, we have updates to a couple of strange stories from earlier episodes. We now have answers to a spate of alleged satanic sheep murders, and the U.S. Navy piles more fuel onto the UFO fire they started back in 2017. But first, let's dive into the news of mysterious drones over Colorado and a Christian cult massacre in Panama as we explore the stories from near and far. I did something different here. Getting us started is the recent panic over drones and spycraft uh, that has been spotted flying across U.S. skies. So get your head right as we plunge into that paranoid style. The protection of civil liberties. Worldwide surveillance, phones, satellite communication. You've got no right to come into my home. The NSA can read the time off your fucking wristwatch. This first story comes with a bit of a twist. So uh, mysterious drone-like craft have been causing a buzz in the Easter Plains region of Colorado for a few weeks now. According to witnesses, they appear in the night sky, often several at a time, visible only by the navigation lights. Audibly buzzing, they hover and maneuver together as a constellation of multiple crafts. This is big news in Colorado, so much so that the governor, Jared Polis, has deployed state resources to track down the culprit after one of these things flew too close to a flight-for-life helicopter. The FAA has looked into the craft from the UAS test sites, drone companies, and companies that are actually allowed to operate drones in the area. But we have not been able to determine that any of these operators were the source of the reported drone flights. According to an FAA statement, Michael Yowell, a captain at the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office, described these strange vehicles to the Daily Beast as... An abnormal red light will appear on the horizon, and soon a drone, or whatever it is, will buzz by overhead. Further, he described the craft as square in shape, with red lights on the corners and white light in the middle that move around at a consistent speed of about 45 miles per hour at a few hundred feet in the air, regardless of the wind, emitting a low hum and a high-pitched whine. But most disturbing of all is the conjecture that these craft might be surveilling the nearby F.E. Warren Air Force Base in neighboring Wyoming. There, airmen at the base man and protect around 200 underground silos housing Miniman nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles, each packaging enough firepower to wipe out several cities. So uh, what are your thoughts? What about your thoughts on these uh, strange uh, aircraft? My thoughts on these strange aircraft (laughs) or these drones, I guess, um, is that somebody has a bunch of drones. I don't get, though, why would you need like a bunch of drones? Well, that's the sinister quality of it is that this constellation. I feel like wouldn't it be more effective just to have like one? You kind of fly under the radar a little bit better. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you're trying to be completely, completely quiet about it, then yeah, then uh, yeah, probably one's enough. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, many get the job done because a, a lot of the eyewitnesses said that they, these things appeared to be many. surveying the land in kind of a grid okay. and just kind of like, you know, searching yeah. for something. I mean, so. I guess it's possible. Well, great for us because we actually have a, a nice twist or the, the twist to this story is that on January 13th, the Colorado Department of Public Safety issued a statement about their investigation into the mysterious drone sightings in question. CDPS confirmed no incidents involving criminal activity, nor have investigations substantiated reports of suspicious or illegal drone activity. In other words, they found nothing. And they're basically saying this was mass panic. Um which is interesting because in a lot of the mm. witness uh, cases, they literally they described hearing the sounds, worrying, the buzzing. There was um. a light, uh, flight for life people that said they saw something or something came close to them. Um, now, they're not saying that all of the cases were nothing. They actually said, went on to say that a handful of them actually were legitimate cases of drones. Um, but I think, well, let me see. Of the 23 reports between January 6th and January 13th, when the when the investigation was underway, 13 were determined to be planets, stars, or small hobbyist drones. Six were commercial aircraft, and four remain How unconfirmed. You, a commercial aircraft? How on earth do you think a commercial aircraft is a drone? Right. Well, that's actually uh, in one of those stories. They say um, people complained about seeing drones flying over the airport, so they called it in, um, not at all thinking that could be an airplane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. None of the ninety reports from January twenty third onward were confirmed instances of illegal drone activity. Hmm. So uh, it, it's an interesting story of mass panic. It's kind of uh, it makes me sad that it's not some kind of more sinister UFO program. But whatever. What are you gonna do? This does remind me of the story though you told me about about the the spy plane flying over Seattle that you guys saw, um, and that you yes. I think you wrote me about. And did you actually see it or you saw the, the reports? No, of it? we we saw it because it was flying. It's like just weird. It stands out. It's like this weird kind of low flying. Looks like a World War Two plane just flying around and you're and when you say that you're saying like it's a prop plane a propeller plane trying to remember um i think so because it's kind of loud it's like a big plane it's like it just stands out it's like an old flat like gray plane just weirdly flying over the neighborhood and it happened like a few times and you know it's kind of flies low and it just doesn't make any sense. It just seems odd. Now, was it actually, was it just flying low or was it actually doing circles around your, your neighborhood? I didn't pay attention to if it was doing circles because I was watching my little child. But um, I so just you remember- saw it once? No, I saw it twice. I saw it one time when we were at the park, um, which is still in our neighborhood. And then another time I saw it and I was in the front yard. And both times it was just kind of, it's just low. It's really low. I think that's what um, makes it, it's like old, it's low, it looks weird. It just, it's a weird thing to see. And then you thought, you know, naturally my inclination is to think, because in July every year we have um, the Blue Angels or whatever, and they do like an air show. Right. And I was like, what What month are we in? Kind of like, wait, what's right. going the on? Right, the air show's in town. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, and I just remember being like, 
this is weird. <laughs> like, why is this like weird old plane? And it's kind of too big to be like, sometimes there's like people who own like little old planes and they'll like fly it around the neighborhood. Um, cause we kind of live in a very, um, there's a lot of plane area, like plane traffic. Cause we live between like two airports and we are uh-huh. in the land of Boeing. So, you know, you right. see a lot of weird air stuff like Boeing does like test flights. So sometimes you'll see like odd flights, um, but they're not usually over our house, which is also another thing that was <laughs> like kind of stood out. Uh, it just stood out. It was just weird. A big plane. And usually in the summer when you have like, you know, clear blue skies, these like planes don't fly that low. Right. So it was also, that was another kind of like oddity about it. Well, what's interesting is though, I actually looked it up, looked that story up and it appears that the aircraft goes by the call sign Spud 21 and wears a nondescript flat gray paint job with the only visible markings being a USAF serial on its tail, uh, which is CASA, C-A-S-A, C-N-235-300. It's a transport aircraft uh, that was extremely modified for specifically surveillance missions. Um, mm. And that's important just because it, Seattle is not the first city to actually have a, a spy craft flying out. And we don't, I mean, I'm not saying I know yeah. that they were spying on Seattle, but there is, seems to be a trend of people trying huh. to use uh, drones and military-grade spy craft at, to spy on... To, to, they're trying to find a market, sp- specifically for police, that they can use these spy craft uh, to spy on civilians. In Phoenix, there was... Uh, the same thing happened, especially... Uh, and also in Wilmington and... Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And it came back that... The the crafts that were like seen the spy craft or the drones they were seen flying over those two cities were actually owned by a private equity firm called Acorn Growth Companies, mm. and they're trying to essentially use these spy crafts to show police, oh look, these things can stay up in the air like kind of like drones in the military battlefield, and they can spy on a huge area. They can stay up there for for hours and look down constantly, constantly, constantly and surveil a huge uh, uh, plot of land. And so therefore you, you you know you have an eye in the sky that's better than a helicopter. That's you're essentially it's better than a satellite, you know, cuz it's, it's just yeah. tra- constantly transmitting uh, information. Um it's just it's very chilling in my opinion. And honestly, when I heard about this Acorn Growth Companies, I instantly yeah. thought cuz I went to their website and I'm like, I feel like this is like a CIA front company. <laughs> Like it's just that they specifically uh, work with like kind of military slash uh, yeah, government police enforcement. Um, it was, it's weird. It's weird. And I, who knows? Maybe this is where the, this is the paranoid style in me coming out because well, I'm like, check this out. I just went to my next door app. Strange craft overhead. Anyone know what that strange aircraft that's been going back and forth over the neighborhood? Someone. Did you get a picture? Someone. They're coming. And then another person put, it's the CIA, get the tinfoil hat on fast. They're probably updating aerial maps. Santa Slay, my ride's here. Okay, yeah. Let's see, I'm looking for more. I mean, the fact that the the Fourth Amendment, it's more of a Jack's conversation, but like, uh, it's, it's another one of those things about just... Th- the government is is finding new and innovative ways to just surveil us, to search us, to 
constantly police our movements. I'm sure that we're going to hear more about strange aircraft flying around surveilling us as the police state uh, uh, blockades us in to our, our pens. Yes. But yes, a, a story for another day. <laughs> Moving on. Eldritch horrors, bizarre cults, and the insane acts of their demented followers are the topics we explore when we investigate God's ugly children. The thing has no name, or it needs no language. Twisted, half-human monstrosities stalk the flesh-ridden halls, protecting their gestating god. This story... It is. Uh, this story is bad on many levels. On January 13th, in the remote hamlet of El Toron in Panama, members of the New Light of God cult kidnapped the wife and children of Jose Gonzalez, dragging them to an improvised church at a nearby ranch. The family had been chosen by one of the lay preachers of the cult, who earlier had a vision that everyone in the hamlet had to repent their sins or die. Gonzalez was able to rescue two of his children while another escaped on his own, but the rest, including a female neighbor, were killed by the cultists. Authorities arrived by helicopter the following day on the 14th. They found 14 bound, beaten townspeople in the church building and a ritually sacrificed goat along with machetes and 10 lay preachers still at the scene. A mile farther from the church, Officers found a fresh grave dug at a local cemetery. There, they discovered the decapitated bodies of seven people, including Gonzalez's wife, five of his children, and the teenage neighbor. And in a bizarre twist, among the ten lay preachers arrested were Gonzalez's own father and several of his brothers. Apparently, the sect is relatively new in the area and had been operating locally only for about three months, and there were few warning signs that they were about to go on a killing spree. It was only after one of the members returned after being away for months that things took a turn, according to villagers there. Uh, This member began preaching that anyone who disagreed with the beliefs of the church, I say that in quotes, was against (laughs) them and action must be taken. That set the stage for the subsequent massacre. On the Saturday before the kidnappings, according to local prosecutor Rafael Bolayas, One of them said God had forgiven them a message. That message apparently boiled down to making everyone confess their sins or get murdered. Uh, Diomendes Blanco, a member of the community, was told by two of the cultists prior to the attacks that what they were up to. The reason for committing that kind of sacrifice was that God had anointed them as prophets, that God had anointed them to do all the anomalies. The purpose of this was to destroy the community. Why? Because the community didn't want to believe in God. So, Tiwi, uh, was this uh, just an exorcism gone bad? Is this just a the root of Christian myth <laughs> coming back to hurt folks? I think this has all the hallmarks of a really bad Scientology outreach program that just uh, just didn't take. Because this has <laughs> just sounds very like Scientology. I mean, uh, what what about this is Scientology? The murder? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's where they're trying to like you know be cool and like they t- they tip the hand with a goat sacrifice. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, because you know how Scientologists, it's like, if you don't believe us, you're the enemy. So I feel like that, to me, really, it resonates with their message. Mm. Um, And then, you know, the whole, like, killing your family aspect, I feel also, you know, that's very strong because they're like SPs. 
the Scientologists don't say kill your family. They, I mean, but uh, don't they, they can't almost, talk to them anymore. Almost. They're like just so close. I feel like maybe this was like beta testing, like a new sort of scripture <laughs> for them. Right. This is okay. I see. They're like, this is for the, if you really want extreme Scientology, mm-hmm. yeah. we got, we got something for you. Yeah. And I, th- I just don't think it worked. And so I feel like they're probably going to abandon this plan, obviously. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but, I will say I've looked, I've tried <laughs> to find out more about this new light of God and yeah. it seems like they, uh, they have wilted in, in the face of this bad press and, well, uh, they don't like, really have a presence anymore. How do I want to have a cult? I feel like, I mean, I know Kanye's working on getting a cult going, but he's also mentally ill. And I feel like, is that really just that's, like that's a the huge, recipe? <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, I just, that's a man, 100% that helps. <laughs> <laughs> that 100% helps. You have to have a sense of like, uh, like almost no self-awareness, but also mm-hmm. the awareness that you are God, you know? I mean, that is actually one of the like, Diagnostic criteria is like grandiosity, so I just need some grandiosity. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just don't think that you have. No, I don't think you're gonna make it because I, I think there's that voice in your head called a conscience that uh, that keeps <laughs> bringing you back down. <laughs> you need to get rid of that. You know. I know. Uh, I, did you? Did I, you? I don't think you listened to the episode about the when I went to. Um, hmm. Alien stock, and I met the cultist from Unicorn. No, I heard that, but she sounded. Um, <laughs> I mean, she could have been mentally ill, but she also sounded very like aware of like her status because she was like actively trying to recruit, but in a very like calm way. I thought. I mean, I didn't meet her just based on like. No, she was calm. <clears throat> I mean, I had the same sense that like it was a grift, and uh, she seemed very aware of what she was doing, but she's yeah. playing this very long con, this kind of performance yeah. art shtick. And uh, she wasn't going to break character in front of me. She's not going to break character for another 10 years. Um, Uh Or she may never break character once she realizes that there's enough dupes sending her like Patreon money, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But she sounds like she just seems she came across as honestly um, some chick from L.A. that doesn't really want. Yeah, that doesn't want a real job (laughs) and justifies taking other people's money as art. Um, Yeah, I feel like so. Art kids make me sad sometimes because I've, I've been in amongst their kind for most of my life. I feel like because, um, you know, they straddle my sphere like we're right. in the Venn diagram together. And um, Siri came back on again. God. Oh, my fucking. Mouth. She can't Siri. be a part of this. She keeps coming back. God. Get your own podcast, Siri. <laughs> I know, jeez. Um, yeah, so we're in like the same Venn diagram, and I just like it's weird because it's almost it makes me sad. I feel like I don't understand them. Like our our souls can't like like we're on different planets. If you've ever been around like those art kids that are really into like they're like like yeah they're like playing a character, and they will never break character. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, they'll say the weirdest things to you, but not like, it's almost like they, I don't know. It's, it's just insincere like we, in a way. It feels like they're trying to be sincere, but it's just weird and it doesn't make sense. But it's almost like weird for the sake of being weird, but also like they act like they're not saying anything weird. Does that make sense? 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like it's a performance. So they're trying to get a rise out of you. But like, yeah. I'm the normal one. Right. I'm the normal one. I just said something weird. Did you if, Did you recognize that I said something weird? Did it's you? kind of like, yeah, like gaslighting on this like weird scale that you're just like, oh, I want to get away from you. <laughs> like You're just <laughs> creeping me out. Yeah. And uh, now we know the natural evolution of those kids is to form cults and murder mm-hmm. people uh, in, in the wilderness of Panama. Well, that's really sad. I mean, in all honesty, this is very sad. I think it's horrible that children, a wife, and a teenage person were killed by these weirdos. And it's just—I think it's fucked up that like it's their grandfather that killed them, and that's their what I'm saying. Like, how do you do that? Like, that's psychotic. Like, I don't even know. I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm pretty. Like, you could probably. You could probably like get me to be in a cult if you really like were compelling enough. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> are are like, we trying to cast a line out there? It's like, yeah, hey, I mean, I'm I would love to be recruited into a cult. I've been wanting this for years. I am like George Costanza. Like, please come <laughs> come try to get me into your cult. But nobody wants me. I feel like they think I'm too skeptical, but they're wrong. I've actually honed my ability to be hypnotized. Because I learned that hypnotism, it's really just more about the willing nature. Like, you just have to be willing to, like, receive the message. And that's all it takes. Once I learned that, I was like, I could get hypnotized. And I'm like, check that out. So uh, one of my lowest points of my life was when uh, 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 I was working in TV news on the morning show. And I was an editor. And they they had a, a as a guest, they had a this professional hypnotist from the strip he came in and uh he was gonna be their guest but they needed a a volunteer (laughs) he didn't bring anyone he just thought there'd be a bunch of people there to so they started asking people that didn't have like because like at that point the the day my job was over the show was like edited fiasco you Mm. should go get hypnotized because uh, you'd be funny being hypnotized, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I didn't trust that. Li- that I'm like, I'm, oh, you want me to be an? A- I don't know what's going to happen to me on TV. Right. Exactly. Um, so Perfect. I was reticent, um, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I still thought, you know, I, I have to do it because whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of felt forced to comply. So uh, I was like, all right. Well, I first have to check to see if you're like, if you can be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, man. Um, so he, we went to this back, like little patio area where we use like lunches and mm-hmm. he starts doing these tricks on me. Like, and he's, he's like, hold two fingers out in front of you yeah, and just hold them like, you know, uh, like it's still, uh, you know, six inches apart and I'm going to start talking to you. And he says, all right, now your fingers look, just look at your fingers. Listen <laughs> to my voice. You're going to feel like they feel like they're, they're, they're coming toward each other by an unusual gravity and you can't keep them apart they're moving closer <laughs> and closer together and I started looking at my fingers like holy shit what's what happening okay. and they were starting moving toward each other and I was like oh god stop moving stop moving <laughs> and they just went like, I, mean, I couldn't I was like and he just kept saying like, they're getting closer and closer I'm like no <laughs> I wasn't like screaming that but I was yeah, in my head I was like you that. idiot you fucking simple minded <laughs> fool um, and then they touched and I was like oh I'm I'm a I'm a monkey is what I yeah. am. I'm nothing but a monkey. Um, 
So that was my lowest point in that fucking hypnotist. But then, so then uh, that was like, like, he's like, oh, his eyes, you know, oh, you're mm. susceptible. And then he tried <laughs> something else. At that point, I was just so ashamed of myself that I just like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just like, kind of flopped the rest of the test and just, I, I was feel like pissed. I had the opposite experience and it made me want to be hypnotized because like I was in one of those group hypnosis sessions where right. it was like a, a large group of people that were getting hypnotized, hypnotized. Literally everyone in the room was like hypnotized except me. And I was like sitting there like, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Like, I was like, are they for real? And then I like looked at the person next to me and like, it was legit. These people were like seriously hypnotized. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? It was so creepy. But also like I felt left out because I was like, why can't I get hypnotized? And I was like trying like. I want to do this, but I'm like, but I'm not hypnotized. Like it was like, I wasn't, I was not hypnotized. And then I was like, why can't I get hypnotized? And then I actually hired a, a person to do hypnosis for me. This is getting dark. This is getting real dark. <laughs> well, I, she was like a therapist, but like she did like weird therapy. I met her on Craigslist. No, she was actually covered by my insurance, but, um, but my insurance covers Reiki, so, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So uh, I saw her, and I was like, this is cool. I'm going to get hypnotized. And then, He's grabbed like, her by the lapel and said, you got to hypnotize me. You don't understand. I need this. No, it was, ugh, it was not. It was not great. I was not. I don't think. I didn't feel like I was hypnotized because I was, like, cognizant of the whole thing. I felt like everything was just a choice. And then. Right. I ended up, um, how did I find out? I was talking to someone who actually worked as um, a hypnosis therapist and they were like, you can make yourself get hypnotized. And I was like, how? They're like, all you have to do is literally like before you get hypnotized, will yourself to be hypnotized. And I was like, all right. And then I tried it with this like recording and it worked. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. So now that I can get hypnotized. That seems kind of dangerous. That seems like uh, flying out of a airplane without a parachute you hypnotize yourself on tape no like it's a recorded hypnosis session i listen to it and what there's there's a point at the end of it where they like they wake you up hypnotize you oh yeah they wake you up yeah so was, so so when you say you were it worked you like what you blacked out yeah like i total i was like i mean i was like gone and then i was like i woke up with the three two one and i was like whoa <laughs> So wait a second. So they could have programmed anything into your head. You could be like a Manchurian candidate. No, because I actually went and like, because I had the audio and I was like, that was weird because it did feel like <laughs> really creepy. And so then I was like, wait, what? That worked. And then um, I went back and listened to it in little segments <laughs> to make sure nothing weird was on it and nothing weird was on it. Uh, Although no, there, were, it, there were some things that were said that I was like, I would never agree to that. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> really? Like what? I mean, because it was like a health hypnosis thing. And I was like, I don't believe that. It was just uh, dumb, dumb claims. And I was like, no. Eat more vitamin E. Beyond <laughs> I mean, the safe limits. All right. The upper. <laughs> Get 12 There's no million such thing. EUs. There's no <laughs> like, such ah. thing as too much vitamin E. Uh, <laughs> <I die. laughs> you don't know. I'm sure that he it, it, the, the recording changed after the first play. You're you're gonna kill a senator, and I you might. don't even know it. You may I you might. may already have done it. You're on it's the land. Possible. I don't remember it though, so it's fine. 
Well, we got pretty far off that one. Um, <laughs> that was about uh, a cult. Um, but uh, my real takeaway from the, the cult is that uh, gods are real and they hate us. And these these, these cultists were actually, they had f- tapped in to the old gods, the mm-hmm. blood-hungry gods, the angry yes. gods. And mm-hmm. they, they, they heard the message loud and clear and they knew what they needed to do. Uh, so that, that's pretty much what happened. So, folks, um, the message here is that don't... Play around with with gods. They're dangerous. They don't like us, um, and they're gonna kill us. So, and I feel like really the message here is if somebody starts telling you really crazy things about a weird god that like wants you to comply, just comply. Just like yeah, that sounds. That's what I, like- I, I don't get that either. Did were they honestly like? Saying "fuck you," you can cut my head off. I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds like the word." Praise be. Right? Yeah. Oh, what do you say? Beelzebub is the master of all time and space. You got Mm, it, buddy. You can put the machete down. Put the machete down, buddy. No, no, I I love Beelzebub. Yeah, he's he's the beast. Yep, yep. I'm the beast. You're the beast. We're all the beast. Mm -hmm. Let's have have some sins. I got a lot of sins. Let's (laughs) just get going. (laughs) Get your pencil and paper out. This is gonna be a long night, friend. (laughs) You will not need that machete. I'll tell you that much. You'll need some a number two pencil and a lot of paper in the lockbox. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Let's repent some sins today. Seems it seems like an easy one to get out of. Like it's, right. not, it's it is not like a steaming locomotive. No. Um, well, actually, actually, no, it is a steaming locomotive because all you have to do to survive that incident is get off the tracks. So, yeah, yeah just 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 take it one step to your right or left, and you, the, the danger is gone. Or join them. I mean, I feel like that's your other option. Is like you know, repent your sins and then be like, but you know what's really messed up is so and so over there. He has been talking some <laughs> awful crap about us. The whole time he kept saying, uh, repent your sins, he was looking and shaking his head. Don't yeah. do it. Did you know that? About Uncle Jorge over there? He was saying, don't do it. Yeah. I think you need to look over there, buddy. He's a, I think we should, a like, fifth column. You know what? And I'm a great scribe, so I can take down all of his sins. And I'll hold the machete <laughs> for you, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Be aware, folks. The cults are still out there, so we're, you're not. They can happen anywhere. You're not safe Yet, from cults. They're out there, but none of them are approaching me. And again, <clears throat> this is again. They sad. probably listen to this podcast, and they, you just played your hand. They know that that you're just going to try to work your way in and and subvert them. I'm not going to subvert anybody. I'm just going to be a casual observer. There are no casual observers in cults. You have to be a participant. Okay, Hoods, I'll be a participant. Machetes. I can wear a hood. I'll carry a machete. All right. Kevin like bought a machete to like weed the yard, which I was like, <laughs> that's just the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe you don't know something about it. If you check the closet, <laughs> right. is there a fucking cloak in there? A hood? There is. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about the a weird, s- a weird serpent pentagram thing on the back embroidered. Um, yeah, he's yeah. a Freemason. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, that mystery is solved. Mm. All right. Well, uh, is the U.S. Navy holding on to a stash of evidence that proves the existence of UFOs? Is there a satanic sheep killer stalking the new forest of England? We'll give you the updates at the bottom of the show. But coming up after the break, we delve into the mind-altering strangeness that has our celebrities losing their shit. 
before the earth, before the sun, before the light of the stars, when all was darkness and chaos. The old gods, the forgotten gods, ruled the darkness. What's theirs now belongs to the world of light and substance. The old gods, the rightful masters, are jealous, watching mankind with a hatred that is as boundless as the stars, with plans for the destruction of man that are beyond imagining. <laughs> Passing away between our physical world of light, pleasure, their spiritual world of madness and pain. A gate behind which the demons wait for the chance to take back what is theirs! <laughs> It was just another sleepy day in America when, out of nowhere, one of Hollywood's A-list went insane. Justin Bieber himself had begun to post pictures of other people's children and posting it to his Instagram along with the hashtag yummy. <laughs> if you were anyone other than me or Tiwi, you were probably very confused by this sudden outburst of anthropophagia from a member of the elite establishment. But to our eyes, we knew it was up. The programming that controls Justin Bieber's public interactions was malfunctioning. This is known as glitching, and it's not the first time it's been seen in full view of the public. But before we get into all those cases, we should introduce you to the strange winding tale behind the celebrity mind control conspiracy. Rewind back to January 14th. That's the very special day that Justin Bieber lost his damn mind and started to post pictures of other people's children to his social medias uh, with the hashtag yummy. Uh, Tiwi, you were the one who was <laughs> first to notify me uh, about this in a in a list uh, or kind of a scroll of texts. And you're very concerned. Uh, walk me through this. Um, yes. So actually the way I found out about it was because one of the parents of the children that was screen grabbed and posted to his Instagram was actually really upset that Justin Bieber had taken a photo of their child off of social media, posted it onto his own social media, hashtagged it yummy without any other explanation. And they were basically like, what the fuck? And then I guess they started reading the comments and that made them even more uncomfortable. Um, because there was talk of the adrenochrome. And were, were those his comments or just people's other people's no, comments? No, people's comments, not his comments. That would be really concerning if those were his <laughs> comments. He's like, ah, don't worry. It's just the adrenochrome. Just no, want that taste the adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah. No, it was other people's comments. Um, and this family, they were basically like had hired a lawyer and they were talking about like, a cease and desist and they wanted him to like pull their child's photo off of Instagram. And yeah. Um, it just seemed very interesting. Cause I was like, what the fuck? And it was creepy. Like if you went to his, the Instagram, his page, it was like several, like just out of nowhere. It's right. like just random babies that he had no connection to himself. No, like he yeah, had, he no was connection. literally just pulling random Instagram baby photos and, and with his hashtag yummy next yummy to and no other explanation. I don't think he ever followed well, up with there, any. Ex there is an explanation only in that, uh, yummy is the, the, the title of his, his latest well, song. That, yeah. I mean, right. I knew that already, but, uh, did but you watch the video? 
I did watch the video and I don't really see the connection to the babies even in the video. At the very, very end of the video, uh, there's the cake or the, the plate. He served a cake, like a birthday cake. Yeah. And then he, he eats it. And then there's a picture of him as a baby or a young, young kid. He's not a baby. Yeah. He's like a child. Yeah. Right. Um, people are saying that's the tie-in. Is that That's his marketing campaign. Um, people have also deep dived into the video and said that it's a, a, a cry for help. That he's, he's trying to like – subtly it's, message his that he's been traumatized by this system um it, it, and i should explain the video yeah you got that yummy yum, the yummy yum, the yummy yummy it's just justin bieber in a restaurant um at a circular table and it, it, he's just kind of lip-syncing while a parade of seemingly wit rich elite people um kind of come in and out of the picture like laughing they're just having fun you know being in his presence and i think it's more of a commentary on just being a celebrity and people want to glom onto you mm. the subtext that other people are seeing is that this is justin bieber trying to communicate that he has been eaten because it is a, it's a restaurant he's been he's he himself has experienced this kind of cannibalization of his soul at the hands of these evil elites these hollywood elites and that he's 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 screaming to the wilderness if who for anyone that can hear uh that he's you know oh my god this is me i've been eaten just like your children will be one day hmm. you don't believe you don't you don't buy into that i mean honestly i think maybe not the eaten part but um i mean i mean metaphorically eaten okay maybe yeah i can see that because i mean i think about What's that one actor that was a an elf? No, a dwarf. No, a hobbit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Elijah uh, Wood. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's come out and said, like, yeah, there's like known perversion in Hollywood in like with little boys. And I mean, that doesn't I don't I guess that sadly doesn't actually surprise me. If right. it's going in that direction, I can definitely see something like that. I mean, we know what happened to the Corys. Right. Like, they got they got destroyed by that town. So And and they're pointing the finger more at terrestrial evil in a sense that it's not necessarily a cabal of club uh, of robe wearing uh uh like cultists. No. Rather it is a kind of like the Just like the Catholic power. priest situation is yeah. that Producers and people who have influence in the system are yeah. taking it's advantage like of young Weinstein children for children, right? Which makes sense, honestly. It's, it makes sense. Priests who are pedophiles, yeah. um, they they or pedophiles who become priests do it because they know that they're going to have access. interactions, yeah. yeah, and private access to children. Um, right. It happens all the time, and so I'm sure producers or pedophiles yeah. who are decide to go to Hollywood find ways of. It becoming part of TV shows. You had the Jimmy Seville situation. He had a children's yeah, yeah. show, and he just he, he molested kids for years, and he was a fucking hero because back in the day, no one gave a shit about kids. <laughs> I don't know if it's even back in the day. I think though that I think it's uh yeah I think these people it's not like chicken and the egg. It's like it's not like you become a priest and you're like a pervert. It's like you seek it out first. Nah, like I think they're all perverts. No, nah, I think they're like perverts <laughs> first, and then they like seek out the access that's why they become like boy scout leaders and like priests and teachers well, i don't know like i just i just don't understand 
what normal person would want to become a priest versus say a minister in any other like <laughs> you know vocation or or, or, or denomination people maybe trust the priests more plus like right. your lifestyle's it, funded uh, yeah well though even if you're a pastor in these like these systems you're you're still um you're still given money for and you, you grow your but church you, and, i think don't you have more i feel like you have more direction in catholicism because it's very like it's very rigid. Yeah, it's very yeah. you. You live in a specific house, but you have yeah. the nuns, and yeah, the whole situation with the nuns too. Right. These women who have alleged several women, uh, these nuns who have alleged sexual abuse um, by again priests, um, and they've they've said they've they've you know raised a, 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 a alarm about it, and we're told to shut the fuck up. Um, it just I don't know. I like, yeah, if you're called to become a priest in the Catholic Church. With its very austere um, um, rules, there's probably a reason. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I'm very suspicious. I don't, I, <laughs> unless, unless you had a life, like if you're an old man, let's say yeah. I had a family, I had a wife, she's dead now. Uh, my yeah. kids are all grown up. And you know yeah. what? I'm a very spiritual guy. I'm going to become a priest because what the fuck do I have to live for anymore? I, I pretty much just go and <laughs> nice. I fucking watch TV and I'll talk to anybody who'll listen. So that's what a priest should be. Um, we had a priest instead, like that. <laughs> we had many of priests like that. Yeah, Those right. are the good priests. The yeah. bad priests are the young hot priests because uh, there's something fucking wrong with you if you want to waste your life <laughs> as a priest. Like, like, oh, no, you can't have sex with anybody. Um, so, yeah, do it when you're young. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me that mm. you're hiding something really disturbing like just fucking disturbing you, you you can never tell to anybody you just tell to god in that little box and you pray yeah. don't let them find out jesus oh god please don't let them find out and i mean you honestly a monster. because i think just the paranoia of how things have just been like so pulled into the spotlight i would i mean also i don't even know if it's paranoid i don't think i would ever let my son be like alone with a stranger like in no. that kind of situation no ever. i mean and th th this is the victim blaming or the kind of like uh you're well, a I bad know, parent I mean, blaming I thing get it. it's <laughs> like also like groom them and like they groom the whole family did you ever see that documentary on netflix that was like abducted in plain sight yeah. my god <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be pointing the finger at anyone, I feel like when I watched that thing, I was like, "My God!" And in the that parents... documentary, the, the the broad strokes is that a a family allowed a family friend who had his own family to come into their lives and form a very Weird. bizarre friendship with their daughter. Their I think eight. Or twelve year old daughter, I don't know how old she, she was. Young, yeah, very young, and they didn't question it. And I'm at the absurd levels that he would sleep in her bedroom, right, overnight. Yeah, and they're like, no. well, they're just friends. He likes kids, you know. What are you gonna do? Uh, no. And then other twists happened. There were affairs, yeah. and it became fucking twisted. But yeah. You're right. There's, there's, some of these predators understand how to like turn the knobs. A family in chaos is like just <laughs> prey. It's like, right. My God. And that's what but they do, I mean, though. They, they, uh, they find the kids that don't have great sta stable home lives. No one's watching their back. Um, th so their sad. children are screaming, and they want adult supervision. They want father figures. They want mother figures. And these evil sons of bitches are out there like spiders with and their webs, um, and they take advantage. Um, 
And in this Bieber situation, it's also it's similar because I think that, you know, these kids who get brought to like Hollywood or whatever and who their parents actually just want like either money or fame or some sort of like weird success that they're going to try to like glom through some enmeshed relationship they have with their child. They're willing to like sacrifice their child for this end product and they're basically like relinquishing the protection of their child for that, you know, fame or money or whatever. I E every parent that sacrificed their kid to Michael Jackson. Um, God, did you see that documentary? That was, awful. I did it. There's, there's really, uh, I, I have a colleague of mine who's really into fucking, uh, true crime stuff and yeah. he'll tell me some stories. And I, I always think that I have a fucking strong stomach. I don't. I'm a huge puss. Um, I, like, I had to stop watching the second season of Mindhunter, uh, the fictional TV show. I guess semi-based on reality. Um, because there was this, like, story angle involving a small child. And I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I stopped. It was like episode four, season two. I'm like, nah. I'm good. That's just nah. I don't want, nah. That's fiction. I don't even want to hear true life shit. I know. I know the world's bad. Um, yeah. uh, case in point, uh, Mean Green uh, steamrolled that entire season. She's like, "What are you talking about? What was so bad? Like what?" <laughs> so yeah, I, I have not watched a lot of the of the stuff that's out there ready for consumption. And I, I do wonder about our culture. Um, did you watch the the documentary "Don't Fuck with Cats"? Hmm. No, I heard about it, and I, I heard it was really traumatic, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's that. I mean, it's sort of traumatic. It's actually pretty. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, but don't but, they, well, like, the, do things to cats? That's not the worst. Uh, I know, like, say. they murder people, right? But <laughs> right. I, I feel um, like the cat part would also get to me. That is actually pretty bad. And, it, I mean, because, you know, you, you know like, again, you don't fuck with cats. They're, they're innocent little kittens. Yeah. They weren't even cats. They were kittens. Oh. But, um... But uh, the the coda to that story to the mo- to the to the documentary was that one of the women who was participating, kind of hel- helping hunt this guy down, mm. she kind of turns to the camera and says, "We've created an industry for these psychopaths who want the fame. They're they're they're, they're driven and they're empowered and they're hunger for this fame." And we provide them the outlet. It's all of us, the voyeurs for their crimes that create the murder industry. You know, that, that, I mean, not in always. I don't think yeah. Dahmer was doing it for the fame. No, um, no, Gacy no. wasn't doing it for the fame. But we do have no. a generation of people now, I think, these, some I of know. these murderers, where that might be a factor. We have these, these, these spree killers, you know, these, uh, yeah. um, that, that, seem to be very motivated for the 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 clicks and the lulls um just real psychopaths like i think the, the christchurch guy was a, a oh, racist yeah, the guy that but, live streamed it right he's a racist yeah. i don't i don't dispute that he was a racist some people on the internet say he wasn't he's just trolling it's a great it's a great example of trolling he just knows how to rile people up um you don't have to say you're a racist and then go kill people, you know? <laughs> like, like yeah. If anything, right. say you're a, a socialist and then go kill people. If you really yeah. wanted to fuck with people, you know? Um, right. But either way, he, regardless of his actual motivations, we do know, in that respect of, like, I guess his political motivations, hmm. his desire to be known for this crime has yeah. to be considered as paramount in, in his choice to do it. I feel like, honestly, 
with people, with especially with this generation that's grown up, basically they've always had social media. And sadly, I think that's, that is their connection a lot of times. I think that that is like their main form of like human connection, which is like required. It's part of like, you need to have social connection. Um, I feel like punishment should be like banned from all social media. Like not just, well, obviously if you murder people, you should go to prison, but I feel like part of the prison punishment should be like you, and you also can't like see social media. Well, in prison you can't. I mean, you don't have phones. I think you, you can because they have like those in prison. They have those. Um, they have social media accounts. Uh, I guess you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they have a computer. I, I, I know they're they not do. supposed to have, have phones. They're not supposed to have any kind of like phone, the personal device. Maybe they have access to a computer and they can like tweet. I don't know. Any criminals out there? Any uh, cons? <laughs> if you are hey. listening to the podcast, could you please? Uh, educate us on this can you hear this podcast or can you into uh, maybe message us on twitter if you can see this you know (laughs) (laughs) and then tell us if you're guilty or not we'll have a separate podcast serial style about how you're innocent yes um but back to bieber uh, the, mm. the poor soul that is J- Justin Bieber um people have actually gone back to his song baby and they've uh deciphered they've played it backwards and they deciphered some of the the backmasked satanic words that he's uh he says in there um satanic new world order stuff i'm gonna play you a little bit of that right now um it doesn't sound like anything is prelude to the idea that and all even the, the Justin Bieber stuff the fact that he uh, was just doing the yummy stuff through cer- mm-hmm. certain people's eyes that is actually symptomatic of something completely different than, than what we're talking about with your I guess the, the, the worst way to put it is run of the mill perverts yeah. um, they see an actual additional layer or a deeper layer we should say um so the Beebs losing his mind and saying the quiet part out loud to the public is an example of a phenomenon known as glitching. Glitching mm-hmm. happens when a celebrity who has had their mind reprogrammed by the Illuminati temporarily goes insane in public as they fight the conditioning. Uh, probably famous examples would be Cardi B uh, during the 2018 Grammys when she mysteriously stared off into space for a moment. People jumped on that. Uh, there's a, a time when Al Roker did the same <laughs> thing on live TV. Um, and then anytime in the 2000s when Britney Spears went insane. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so people are basically saying that, and it goes back to this uh, idea in the late 90s about something known as Project Monarch. Of course, there's concrete evidence that the conspiracy is real, and it's detailed in several books on the subject. The name Kathy O'Brien may not be the most well-known name out there, but her contribution to conspiracy thought cannot be overstated, especially in the post-Pizzagate Jeffrey Epstein milieu. Milieu? Milieu. Milieu? Milieu. 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 There we go. I'll take that one. Milieu. Um, 
that we're living in now. Uh, her big contribution to this conspiracy thought is the revelation of Project Monarch. And I'll play you a clip. Arm yourselves with knowledge about a tool that's being covertly used to usher in what Adolf Hitler and George Bush termed New World Order, and that's mind control. At that time, there's a criminal faction of our government that was interested in targeting children such as myself for mind control. To paraphrase, she was a victim of a secret project run by the CIA called MKUltra. This was an alleged program that experimented on American citizens with high doses of LSD in a bid to see if they could, quote-unquote, depattern their thoughts and turn them into robot agents, triggered by keywords. An experiment which was disproportionately carried out on mental health patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and sex, worker, sex workers. And, there's the, and here's the big twist. That part about the mind control and LSD robot agents thing, that part is actually 100% real. It's not a joke. The CIA literally established a program to create Manchurian candidate automatons to fight for them during the Cold War. The program was halted in the 1970s, though. Kathy O'Brien adds to this history by saying that there was another highly secretive program just below the surface of the, of the MK Ultra umbrella codenamed Project Monarch. Its purpose was much the same as MK Ultra proper, but it added satanic ritual abuse and sexual slave slavery as its driving force. Yes, that's a pun. Driving? Nope. Okay. I know that I'm extremely fortunate to have survived my CIA MK Ultra White House Pentagon level trauma based mind control victimization. <clears throat> was a chosen one or a prime candidate for mind control because of the sexual abuse that I had endured. My sexuality had been enhanced, therefore I was used as a sex slave and also delivered messages to and from these government leaders. I was taken routinely to Mackinac Island, Michigan. It was a, a bohemian grove of sorts where politicians met and discussed New World Order controls, where they discussed mind control, mind control of the masses, mind control in the school systems, how to use occultism as a trauma base. And they subjected to me to an occult blood ritual. Occultism is oftentimes used as a trauma base for mind control. And these criminals in control of our country as well claim to be God's demons, and aliens. I was forced to participate in the criminal groundwork for NAFTA, the opening of the Juarez-Mexican border to the free trade, free trade of drugs, free trade of our nation's children. Nashville, Tennessee was heavily involved in uh, mind control at that time through the country music industry. Gerald Ford is not a pedophile per se. He's what I refer to as trisexual. He'll try anything. Bill Clinton is bisexual, leaning far more towards a homosexual end because Hillary is also uh, bisexual, leaning more towards a homosexual end. And it was she who accessed my sex programming to fulfill her perversions. What, what do you think about uh, Kathy there? Do you think she's, she has a credible story about this Project Monarch? Uh, this one I'm like, I don't know. This is really a hard pill to swallow. Uh, it's very what? detailed. I know, uh, but I to what end? Like, what is the <laughs> point? Like, 
I can get behind the MK Ultra. Like, sure, I could see that. I can see the CIA being like, "There's reams and reams of documentation for the MK Ultra." And yeah, it, it, like, it, yeah. right. That just makes sense. It sounds like the kind of idiot bullshit crackery that, like, you know, some government fucktard would be like, "Oh, this sounds great." But this other thing, like, what is the point of satanic ritual abuse and sex slavery? Plus, well, mental? this is this is where we this know. is where the Justin Bieber thing comes in is because yeah. Kathy's essentially saying this program continued after 1970. Uh, MK Ultra proper stopped, but Project Monarch continued, and what it did was it enslaved children, especially celebrity children, into this uh, umbrella of deep cover mm-hmm. agents, which they would then use the mind control on, turn them into drones. For what purpose? I don't know. Yeah, that's, again, that's what I feel like. <laughs> what is the point of this? I feel like, honestly, this is the kind of stuff that actually is harmful in that it could, like, drive more, like, West Memphis 3 type situations, because I just don't, I don't know. I feel like um, the satanic ritual angle is just so weak to me. Like sex slave, I can I can actually maybe see that because people are shitty perverts and you know, I mean we see the sex slavery thing come up time and time again. Right. Um, but having it happen with like, I don't know, having it happen with mind control, that part is like, yeah, I don't know. I mean. It- it just doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I mean, I have a theory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna showcase my theory, which ties mm. this all up, and I think it gives it a, an actual reason to exist. But other than outside of that rationale, uh, I I can't quite I can't quite understand uh, why you would need a bunch of drones. Of course, if you're anything like us, you need a little bit more crazy. Uh, to stir into this mixture. Uh, if you're saying that you're a mind control slave of the state, that's that's lame. Uh, you know what would be fucked up, though? What if a shady cabal of rich, powerful Hollywood moguls was secretly torturing, then murdering children so they could suck up their terrified blood in order to stay alive forever? Yep. Prepared to get fucked up, friends. Uh, I just described how the cannibal elite, that's a trademark of Far Off Topic uh, Productions, uh, manufacture and harvest the ultra-rare life-sustaining chemical known as adrenochrome. Mm. Here's uh, Linda Wiegand describing how one procures this chemical. I heard a story about a little eight-year-old boy. His mom had taken him to protect him. And they were found, and I had been underground for three years, by the way. The mother and this little boy were found. The little boy was taken to a basement. He was crucified alive. First, he was skinned. When they torture the children, it causes a physical reaction of the endomorphins in your body to just increase because of the terror and the pain. So when the Satanists drink the blood, they actually get like a chemical, re- you know, a high, like a drug high from the blood of a tortured victim. And this little boy was found in the basement dead, with no blood, skinned alive and crucified. This cannot happen to any more children. And uh, now let's, let's hear from Robert David Steele, hear what he has to say about it. It turns out that drinking children's blood is an anti-aging device. This is just really sick and disgusting, but it's a fact. It's a chemical fact. And if you drink adrenalized children's blood, which is to say you terrorize the child, 
not just with sodomy, but with torture and with other satanic ritual things. If you adrenalize the child's blood before you kill them and drink their blood, this is a doubly effective anti-aging device. You can also harvest children's bone marrow. So children are being killed for their bone marrow as an anti-aging device for the elite. I don't make this stuff up. This is what I'm being told That's and reading terrible. about. Yes, it is terrible, Sarah. It is something down. that's gone on. It's gone on throughout history. This is not new, and it's not unique to the Americans, okay? So here's my theory. Let's put this all together. The plot. What is the plot of the cannibal elite? In science fiction, when someone wants to make an uninhabitable planet a suitable place to live, it's called terraforming. What the cannibal elite are attempting is what I call culture forming. Here's how it works. MKUltra, which was never actually stopped, according to some documents I found on Reddit, uh, and we'll include that in the show notes, uh, that is uh, now being pointed toward us, the hapless U.S. public, instead of the program's intended Soviet targets. The cannibal now possesses the MK Ultra technology, and they use it to depattern the select few who are unlucky enough and have bad parents that allow their children <laughs> to become celebrities. By subduing the minds of their limitless audience, that's us, you, all of us that watch TV uh, and pray to the altar of, of, of media, the, uh, the cannibal elite are satisfying their own masters, the corporatists. In return, the cannibal elite are allowed to cull that succulent, juicy adrenochrome from any of the chattel so that they can live forever. That's why fucking uh, the dude uh, from 30 Seconds to Mars doesn't look like he's aged. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd's one of those. Oh, no. Jason Bateman. Yeah, Keanu. All these motherfuckers are drinking child blood, scared child blood. Gross. For the corporatists, this is a fantastic deal. Uh, they need the cannibal elite's robot agents to infiltrate our smartphones, our televisions, and social media dystopias in order to short-circuit our attention spans with a cacophony of stultifying content so we'll become too dull to ask any important questions. Why are we constantly at war? Why can't we have a four-day work week? Did you say, did you say something about free health care? No. Questions stop there because we're too busy worried about the Kardashians. Uh, they need to ensure that our imaginations will never dwell on more important things like public policy, infrastructure, or the efficacy of endless drug wars. They want us to continue to believe that our vote doesn't count. They, they need to prevent us from one day rising up to demand that we be referred to as citizens rather than consumers. Because that single thought could create a tidal wave of other emancipatory thoughts that would threaten the longevity of the corporatist scheme. Mm. So let's... Let's stand with the very sane, the very <laughs> sane <laughs> yes. Linda Wiegand, Kathy <laughs> O'Brien, and the Justin Biebers of the world and say enough is enough. You cannot drink my adrenalized blood. Say it with me. You cannot drink my adrenalized blood. No. No. Uh, I mean, again, if you're in a cult, you can have mine. This is this is why we can't stop this menace. Because for every fiasco Jones there is, there's a Tiwi out there who's just take me, take me, I'll I'll be drink my blood. Yeah, I mean I don't like the adrenalized part. I don't want to be like scared or tortured. No one does. That's the part. That's, <laughs> that's the that's the process. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't like that. 
Well, never mind. Never mind. And say no. Say okay. you cannot drink my adrenalized blood. I guess not. No, I'm sorry. That's just a really passive way of saying that. But oh well, whatever. <laughs> Close out that segment. Uh, say no to the bloodmongers who want to drink your vitality, and say yes to knowledge, specifically knowledge about past shows. Coming up after the break, we have important updates to two big stories from previous episodes that were that, that, that you're not going to want to miss. Stuff makes pure masculine seem like ginger beer, man. Adrenic bone. Get a rule vampire pot, then a goblins hobbling round coming after us. Paying for children's blood to be run into their veins. And this has been going on forever. We'll such self center crap. We don't even know it has had itself rising up. Strongest hallucinogenic known to fucking mankind. The only way to get in is through a human living donor! Adrenochrome, yeah. Rich people I knew were like, oh, that's no big deal. We all go get blood transfusions and. You really ought to try the blood, Alex. We love I remember thinking, Jesus, what a terrible thing to lay on somebody with a head full of acid. Oh, so the blood. Updates, updates, updates. We got some updates. He's back. As we mentioned in our previous episode, villagers of the Bramshaw Parish have been under siege by a satanic sheep murderer. The killer is linked to eight sheep slains since late 2019. The most recent attack came on January 10th when a murdered sheep was discovered in the middle of a country road. The animal was stabbed eight times, and according to a witness, Andrew Perry Norton... A broken pitchfork had been placed on a sheep's body along with a cross made of hay and straw. It gave me the creeps. He's Scottish? Is that Scottish? Oh, wait. Yeah, he was Scottish. Okay, he's Scottish. I mean, he could be Scottish. Yeah, why not? They live over there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's some good news, folks. A man has been arrested for the slayings. A Hampshire police spokesman said... Officers investigating a number of sheep deaths in the New Forest have today arrested a man. That's that's not, that, that's that's like, like New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> I know, that was New Zealand. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Officers investigating a number. <laughs> <laughs> it's the murderer. He speaks. Okay, wait. Officers investigating a number of sheep deaths in the new forest of today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can't do that one. Hold on. Officers investigating a number of sheep deaths in new forest of today arrested a man. Okay, I'll try again one more time. 
A 41-year-old man from Winchester has been arrested on suspicion of six counts of criminal damage. They relate to the deaths of sheep in Wittensford Lane in Kewley Lane, Cardinam and Penrude, Bromshire. He remains in custody at this time. <laughs> custody? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that's a happy ending. Happy ending. Uh, our satanic... Now, we don't know... Uh, uh, why he included so much satanic imagery to his uh, killings. Um, hopefully, we, 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 if we find out, we'll let you know. Uh, next up, Navy admits it has more videos of a tic-tac UFO. Researcher Christian Lambright was able to get the U.S. Navy to admit it had... Discovered certain briefing slides that are classified top secret. Regarding the 2004 Tic Tac UFO incident witnessed by Navy pilots in 2004 off the coast of San Diego. The Navy statement continues. A review of these materials indicates that they are currently inappropriately marked and classified top secret under Executive Order 13526. And the original classification authority has determined that the release of these materials would cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security of the United States. Susan Goh, a Pentagon spokesperson, told the news site Motherboard that... The Department of Defense, specifically the U.S. Navy, has the video. As Navy and my office have stated previously, as the investigation of UAP sightings is ongoing, we will not publicly discuss individual sightings, reports, observations. However, I can tell you that the date of the 2004 USS Nimitz video is November 14, 2004. I can also tell you that the length of the video that's been circulating since 2007 is the same length of the source video. We do not expect to release this video. Since the video became public in 2017, after a New York Times profile, there has been a lot of speculation that the video released to the public was just a clip of a much longer original document. This latest statement would appear to pour cold water on that idea. Of course, this does spark questions of its own. If the classified video is the same as the one released in 2017, why would it remain classified? And how could releasing it cause, quote-unquote, exceptionally grave damage to the national security of the United States, as the Navy alleges? Uh, those questions lead one to surmise that the classified video may be clearer or even include audio that is lacking in the public version, or maybe the classified video is different in other ways that would reveal mm -hmm. more startling information that the U.S. government is uncomfortable releasing to the public. Ding, ding, ding. So what do you think? Well, I, I think you've, we've brought this subject up a number of times. Uh, yeah. what, what are your thoughts? I mean, <clears throat> I feel like, yeah, they're not. I feel like there's probably more to this that they're not sharing. And uh, That's kind of spooky, though, because, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. Um, in a related story that just came out <clears throat> very recently, Iran has said that they, I think it was back in like 2004 or whatever, they actually clocked an aircraft that was flying at Mach 10. And oh. then in some encounters with their with their uh, F-14 Tomcats, um, that this craft actually destroyed one and killed two of their pilots. Um, oh, Jesus. What's notable, and they're blaming the CIA. They're like saying, we think it's a mm. CIA project. Yeah, that's not us. I don't think The problem us. is the U.S. government, the U.S. government so far can't get past Mach 5. So yeah. something hinky's going on. Uh, um, mm. Time travelers from from, uh, from the, the near future, the distant future, are uh, or it's the precogs. Again, we can always blame everything on the precogs. Um, they're, they're, they're using some kind of high-end technology that they've seen in the distant future. They're, they've manufactured it. No, that doesn't work. No, no. Uh, but either way, yeah. 
I don't know. <clears throat> well, I think uh, we're all going to find out. And we're going to find out soon. Or not. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, or so, not. a little minor housekeeping. Uh, our Twitter account has been suspended. Big boo. Um, Too much trolling. I was trolling HBO. That's what I was doing. Uh, I used some very terse language um, in regards to one of their uh, productions. I, I thought it was very subpar, and I used some very <laughs> poor word choices uh, when cri- criticizing it. And I don't think I did it intentionally from the Far Off Topic account. Um, I was probably was going to do it from my account. Regardless, uh, I did it through the Far Off Topic account, and uh, we got suspended. So... <laughs> That's and in other news, my other uh, Twitter account is also suspended for <laughs> trolling Donald Trump. Well, there, yeah. I mean, there's, we're a bad influence on the internet. We are. So uh, that gets us to this point. Um, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and at Far Off Topic everywhere else except for Twitter. Um, the show is now available <laughs> everywhere, including TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Comment and rate if you feel compelled to. No. Oh, actually, no. No, no, no. no. Oh, you go. comment and rate. You comment and rate right now. <laughs> Do it. Uh, and you can reach me at uh, Fiasco Jones on Twitter. And are, are you, are, how, how do we find you? Are, we, are you public uh, now? I did make a public account, but I already forgot what it was. I think it's like Jenny says something. I think that's well, actually what it is. Is that what it is? I mean, I think it really is. I think it's like Jenny said something or Jenny said stuff. It's something like that. All right. Well, that's all right. It's like an Easter egg hunt, folks. Uh, <laughs> troll troll one of those two people and one will be happy to hear from you. The other will just be asking a lot of questions like, who are you? Like, leave me alone. Um, comment and rate if you feel compelled to. Nope. Do it do it she says she insists uh most of all thank you for listening and until you hear from us again so mode it be mode it be Off topic.